And, uh, you know, we've been talking about portraits all through this month, portraits of, of Jesus that we see in the Old Testament, portraits of Jesus that we see in the people of God. <coughs> and I want to just talk for a couple minutes about a portrait of Christ in your priorities. The Bible says this in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Jesus said, and this is a great verse that I'm about to read because he said it in the context of people worrying about what they were going to eat, what they were going to wear, all the stuff that we worry about on Christmas Day. You know, what are we going to get? Do we have enough for everybody? And people were worried about all these things. And in response to that, Jesus said these words. He said, but seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness and all these other things that you're worried about, all these things will be given to you as well. And so we're here today because it's Sunday. And and I know this Sunday falls on Christmas Day. And so for some of you that meant, probably all of us, it meant adjusting your schedule a little bit. Changing up the routine from maybe what you would usually do. Maybe you pushed the Christmas lunch back a little bit. Or maybe you got up extra early to open presents. Maybe some of you are still waiting for me to stop talking so that you can go open those presents. I don't know. But you had to adjust your schedule. And the point is, you did it today because Sunday is the Lord's Day. And the point is, when you have a schedule conflict, you have to make an adjustment. And whatever your priority is, that becomes the thing that you choose to do. And so I want to commend you for choosing today to make Jesus your priority. Because when you make Jesus the priority of your day, it's like, it's like hanging a portrait in your life that everybody can see that says, Jesus is my priority. In fact, j- just a, a practical way that we could do this right now. If you've got a smartphone in the room and you're on uh, Facebook, you ought to just check in this morning. Just, uh, just check in and so that everybody knows that you were in God's house today, and without saying anything more than that, what you're saying is you're hanging a portrait in the priorities of your life, of saying Jesus is important. And yes, it's Christmas, but it's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. And so we carved out an hour in our morning to come and to worship Jesus. He's the priority. And I want you to remember this this morning. All the kids, number one is this. If you If Jesus is number one in your life, then he should be number one in your lifestyle. That it's more than just what we say with our words, but when Jesus is number one in your life, he should also be number one in your lifestyle. But can I tell you that that is way much more significant than just church attendance. It's really about a whole lot more than just attending church. (coughs) In fact, I did the math this week, and if you came to church for every service this month, For the month of December, if you came to church every service, even on Christmas Day, even on Christmas Eve last night, and you were in that crowd, and let's say you even showed up for all the Sunday night services that we had this month, that would be 10 hours of worship. Now, some people would say, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of church. That's a lot of prioritizing Jesus. And and it is a lot for some people, but when you think about the fact 
that Jesus wants to be number one, not just on Sunday, but in your whole life. Can you imagine what it would be like to, to stand before God and to give an account for your life and to be able to say to Jesus, Jesus, I just want you to know, I made you the priority of my life 1.34% of the time. Because that's what that amounts to. If you were in every service, including Christmas Eve, including Christmas morning, including the Sunday night service, it amounts to 1% of your time. And so making Jesus the priority of your life is so much more than just church attendance. When we make Jesus (coughs) the number one priority of our life, it means that we give him all that we are. And all that we have, it's our time, our talent, our resources, just like Jacob in the story that you heard. He used his skill to work hard in his workshop, but he did it ultimately to give it as a gift to Jesus. So if our priorities are a portrait of Jesus, then it begs the question this morning, What is Jesus' priority? And Jesus said his priority was to do God's will. To honor his father. That was the number one priority in Jesus' life. To honor his father. In fact, I want to show you a scripture this morning. It's not the Christmas story, but it is in the Gospel of Matthew. And Jesus was talking in Matthew 22, verse 36, down through verse 40, with some very religious people. And they asked Jesus this question one day. They said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? In other words, they were saying, Jesus, what's the most important thing? What's the priority? That's what they wanted to know. Jesus, what is the priority? (laughs) And look at Jesus' reply. He said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and your soul and with all of your mind. In other words, Jesus said, this is the most important thing. But he didn't stop there. Then he said, this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus said two things. This is the priority. Love God and love people. Can we all just say those two things together? Number one, love God to Love people. Jesus said, this is the greatest commandment of all the things you could do. The biggest priority is, what is it? Number one, love God. Number two, love people. Love God, love people. And then Jesus said this. And this is amazing. The next verse. He said, all the law, the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. All of them hang on these two. He wasn't just talking about the Ten Commandments. And some of these kids could tell you all Ten Commandments. But did you know that the Old Testament actually has 613 commandments that the people were trying to live by? So Jesus wasn't just saying the Ten Commandments hang on these things. He was saying all 613 commands that these religious guys that he was talking to were trying to live up to and trying to live by each and every day of their life. Jesus said all of them can be summed up in these two commands. Love God. And love people. How is that possible? For two commands to sum up all the other commands. It's kind of like this. Did you know that parents have to take care of their children? They have to. I mean, like there's a law. 
that actually says that child neglect is a serious crime. You can't not take care of your kids. But I wonder how many parents actually have a conversation like this in the morning. Where they wake up and the wife says to her husband, Honey, you better get up and, and get to work. I mean, we don't want to get arrested. And then he looks at his wife and he says, Yeah, honey, you're right. You, you better get up and make some breakfast and, and get the kids dressed. I mean, we don't want the cops to show up and, and take us to jail. And then the wife looks back at the husband and says, boy, you are right. You know, I am so glad we have those laws. Otherwise, we'd just stay in bed all day and we wouldn't do anything for those kids. No, that's not the way parents think. The fact is, parents don't take care of you because the law says they should take care of you. Parents take care of you because they love you. And because that's the most important thing. To them, doing right is not a matter of law. It's a matter of love. And let me say it this way. Making Jesus number one is not a matter of law. It's a matter of love. When you love Jesus with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, all of a sudden, obeying His commandments becomes something that you do out of desire and not out of obligation. There's a lot of people that are striving, like those religious men were, to keep all the laws. But the way to make Jesus the priority of your life is to make Him the love of your life. To love Jesus with all your heart and with all your soul. And when you do that, when you make Jesus your number one priority... You're saying to everyone, some of you, you've made that statement already on on social media. All of you have made that statement by coming this morning. When you make Jesus the priority, the statement that you make is that the most important thing to me is pleasing God. That's the most important thing. And when you do that, you're acting just like Jesus. Your life becomes a portrait of His life, of Jesus, who said, I only do the things that the Father Tells me to do. Now I want to tell you, all the kids and all the adults in here, that just like the story that Day read about Jacob, you have a gift. (laughs) If you're like me, it's not woodworking. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Some of you guys could testify, like, we knew that about you. (laughs) That's not my gift. Maybe yours is. Maybe you're going to work with your hands. Maybe it's cooking in the kitchen. Maybe it's playing music like Macy was playing. Or or maybe it's singing. Or maybe it's acting. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe you'll be a doctor or a lawyer. But you have a gift. You have something that God has given you that He wants you to use to honor Jesus with it. And it's like the story said. When you give a gift to somebody else, it's like giving a gift to Jesus. There's one more scripture that I want to share with you this morning. And Jesus was explaining exactly what we're talking about. He was talking about what it's going to be like when we meet Jesus in heaven. When we stand before him. He said the conversation is going to go kind of like this. It's in Matthew 25, beginning in verse 34. It says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, You who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you 
gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. The king will say, I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you look after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. But then it says, the righteous will answer him, and they'll say, Lord... When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That's what Jesus said it's going to be like when we stand before Jesus. He's not going to ask you, how many times did you attend church in December? He's going to ask us about our whole life. And he's going to say, whatever you did to bless other people, you did to bless me. The way that you used your time and your talent and your gifts and your abilities and your resources... The way you did that to bless others, you blessed me. Because Jesus said the greatest commandment is this. All the other ones hang on this. Love God and love people. And when we give our gifts back to God, even if we give them as an act of service to other people, God sees it as an offering of worship to Him. That's why... Paul the Apostle said this in Colossians chapter 3. And I love this verse. This is a verse for my life. I live this verse as much as I can every day. It says in verse 17, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, whether I'm helping somebody carry their groceries or whether I'm up here preaching a sermon, whatever you do, whether you're sitting in class respecting your teacher or taking out the trash, honoring your mom and dad, whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. So we want to give you guys something this morning as a reminder that we are to live our lives as a portrait of Jesus. And Jesus was God's greatest gift. Amen? He was the greatest gift. So in just a moment, some of the ushers are going to help pass out a gift to to all the kids to just be a reminder of that. But what I want to do before we pass out that gift is I want us to pray together. And so I want to invite everybody, if you would stand with me, if you could. We're going to stand together. And we're going to pray a prayer. And I want to ask all all of us to just bow our heads for a moment and, and close our eyes. And before we pray, this might be the quietest we get all day, but I just want us to get quiet for just a moment and think about this question. Is Jesus my priority? Is he number one in my life? I know he's number one right now. We, we came to church on Christmas Day. But is he number one in the classroom or at work? Is he number one at home? Is he number one when we're listening to music or watching TV? Is he, is he number one in our relationships? Maybe the 
more pointed question is, is there any area of my life where I haven't let Jesus be first? Because today I want to encourage you to make a fresh commitment to say to Jesus, you're number one. I want you to be first in my heart, in my life, in my lifestyle. So that when people look at me and they look at what, what's most important to me, when they look at my priorities, they see a portrait of Jesus. Other stuff matters. It's important. But nothing matters as much as Jesus. And if I have to make the choice between two things, I'm going with God every time. Father, today we pray that you would meet us in this moment. God, as we, as we have come today to worship you, and these kids led us in singing, Lord, we'll give you all the glory. God, I pray that that's so much more than a song that we sing for 1% of the time this month. But God, that it would be the story of our life and that the people that know us outside of church know this about us, that Jesus is the most important person in our lives. God, we worship you today. We thank you for sending Jesus to be born in a manger, to be our Savior. Thank you, God, for loving us that much to give us that greatest gift. Lord, help us throughout the coming year. God, help us to give our gifts back to you by loving you and loving people. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen.